The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got an exciting show for everybody today. Uh, before we get started, let me uh, introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do? It's so nice to be here today. I came in from Russia. Yes. I flew in from Russia. Anyway, yeah, we're here. We're here. My, I'm mad at my little puppy dog. He made pee-pee on the floor. And I'm mad at him because he shouldn't do that. Why do these little dogs think they could pee on your floor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the big dogs don't. They go out. They do everything. And this little snot, I, I have him out 100 times a day. Is my mic on? Yeah. Oh, because I don't hear me. Okay. I really don't. I don't know. I have to plug. I guess I'm going deaf. I'm going to have my ears blown <laughs> for a change. Something else. No, seriously. I'm having my ears blown to get the wax out. So, you know, Jeff, have your ears blown? Anybody out there in the chat room? Does it really improve your hearing? We're going to find out. Anyway, that's what's on the agenda for next week. Um, I'm a little tired today. From doing nothing, you know, I have more cuticle nails. My nails, stop it, Astro. I can't speak with you licking my face. I'm angry with you. You're not going to get lips back. No kissing because you're a bad boy. You made wee wee on the floor. No, 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 no. You're supposed to go potty. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> now go sit down nice like a good little boy. See, he learns. He knows. He sits. Anyway, um, you know, not can't. I haven't got. I haven't had a pedicure or a manicure. And you need these things. Like, I can't bend over to cut my toenails anymore. When you get old, you get rigid. When I was young, I was able to bend over. You know, I could stick my head up my ass. Now I can't anymore. You can't bend that far down. So I have, like, Howard Hughes toenails. Nah, not really. But they could be. Howard Hughes, by the way. You remember the movie, had toenails three, four feet long. But anyway, <laughs> I have cuticles all over my nails. And it's you know how they split and they catch on everything. I tell you, this virus has got to go. It's it's really, it's really just annoying the fucking shit out of me. Excuse my French. I'm not supposed to curse anymore, but I had to do that because that's what I feel about the virus. Anyway, so we march on. So goes life. So we got a chat room full of people. Let's say hi. Did you wear a different watch today for Don? No, I think I wore, I've worn this watch before. It's a white. 49 49 you know we have 50 of them so you're going to see me in them a lot <laughs> but only because it matches the turn up cuff of my shirt see my shirt's white there you and, go and Don. i like that look 
So we got lots of people in the chat room. Hello, yeah. Backpack John is in the chat room. Boomer hey, Maze, Boomer Maze is in the chat room. Hey, Artist Maze. Miss Kim is in the chat room. Hey, Cindy hey, Lady Lake is in the chat hey, room. Lake. Um, I don't know who was in there at the beginning that I missed. Oh, Teresa, Teresa's in the uh, chat room. Uh, Lady which, Lake which says Teresa. We Teresa Saban. Okay. Wanda Sykes. I mean, Lady Lake wrote Wanda Sykes calls it quarantine toes. <laughs> what is she called? Quarantine toes. Yeah, quarantine toes and nails. I mean, really, I got to get the, you know, governor of California, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful to look at, but you're a dummy. Now, open up California for crying out loud. Everybody else is opening up and going back to normal. What do you want to do? Torture us? I mean, enough to we, you know, electing you was torture enough. Now we have to have, I wish they would impeach him. I don't think we lived here, so we didn't elect no, him. No, we didn't We didn't elect him because <laughs> we didn't live here yet. But he is so damn handsome. And I think that's, and sexy. I think that's why they elected him. The gay people thought he was cute and so did the women. And they all voted for him because they certainly didn't vote for his politics. We forgot to say hi to Angela Joseph, too. Hello, Angela. Angie, baby, honey, what's going on? I've been reading. Oh, and now Pat Grant from Canada is here. Hey, Pat Grant. Angie, baby, I've been reading stuff on Facebook. You're going through a lot of jazz. But anyway, that's Congratulations nice. on all her. She just got signed by an agent. For what? Prostitution? To represent her. Oh, oh. good for you, Angie. Congratulations. Good, 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 good. Oh, and that uh, stupid joke didn't even work. Anyway, Angie, good. What do you need an agent for? Because she's a big movie producer. She yeah, like, so she she's an, an actress. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry. Producers get represented by agents. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. It's all cool. So we got a fun show, you guys, today. We yeah, have and I'm still working on the script thing. Dave Bailey is polishing my script. And I put it up out on Facebook. What should the title be? The Magic Gift or The Gift of Magic. And everybody likes The Gift of Magic. So that's the name of the movie. Uh, Dave Bailey will have it cleaned up probably by tonight. Jimmy will print it out tomorrow. And we'll get it off to Lainey Kazan the next day. And let's see what Lainey says. And like I said on Facebook this morning, if Lainey Kazan hates it and thinks it stinks, then, you know, I'll use it for toilet paper. Nothing goes to waste. Now we'll go find somebody else. Everybody's replaceable. No, but I trust Lainey. Lainey's got a good sense of what's funny and not. I'm sure she's going to love it. That's why I said what I said. You know, I know her for so many years. I know her personality. I know what makes her work, what makes her good. Uh, she's great when she plays a certain part, which is a very, very like a Jewish woman who has great heart. And that's what the script is about. So, so we have a fun show, you guys. You cut me off one more time. Doesn't matter. I want to like I'm going to put it up I your nose. Nobody's allowing you to talk. Uh, I'm on talking. Show. We're not. I'm like, not everybody's seen it. your script stuff, and we talk too much. You jinx. You know, you jinx things when you talk about it too much. We got to get it out there so and you, get the now fun. You're jinxing my script. No, your script is awesome. It's going to be fabulous. But like, usually people don't talk about things till they're done. <laughs> oh, you know what, Jimmy? I'm not a writer. I'm not a producer. What I do sure is, you're a writer. No, I tell everybody what we're doing because it's a storyline. I'm really having all everybody I know is in on this movie. And every day they learn a little bit more about how you go into production and what you have to do. I'd like the people out there to know how much work it is to put in, put a movie on. And, you know, people look at a movie, they go, oh, it stinks. Well, the movie Even might the stink ones. Well, but the movie stinks, but it was a lot of work. Yes. People worked very hard to get it there. And I want them to understand that even a stinking Stop. movie should be appreciated. Absolutely. 
I agree with that. So yeah, we, so now you let me finish my thought, you big man. We have a f- now you talk. I'm not talking to. We have of the a show. Uh, we have a good show today, you guys. We have Jonathan Tiersten coming in. I think that's how we pronounce his last name, Tiersten. Uh, you guys, anybody who's a horror movie fan knows because he's like the star of Sleepaway Camp with Felissa Rose, which is one of the most iconic like horror films basically ever in history. Um, so it should be a lot of fun with him. And then thank you to Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Music who introduced me to John Ford Coley. Um, the multi-platinum Grammy-nominee recording artist from England, Dan and John Ford Coley, and he's coming on as our second guest, and it should be a lot of fun. And everybody knows his songs. He, I don't know about really young people, but in the 80s, he was huge, and um, I think anybody over probably 40 knows all of his songs because they're, like, super fun. Don't do that. That's, like, so rude. What, what did I do? That's being, like, a dick, though. Don't be a dick. He's not going. Uh, they said that's a hilarious. Ron says he's not going to talk anymore like that would ever happen. <laughs> nice face. Remember now, the, the audio people can't don't recognize face, though. So we're well, making faces, evil, evil faces that cast spells on people that say those things. Yeah, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a fun show, you guys. We're going to have a good time with the whole thing. Uh, Ron and I worked in the backyard this weekend. We're laying down. I don't know what he called those pavers, I guess. We're leaving down pavers to make a walkway in the backyard to get to the side of the yard. And uh, we're t- tired from that also. We've been watching like a lot of TV. It's getting kind of old. So hopefully we're hoping things are going to be able to get us out of here soon. And uh, it says Dave Hughes says, he got, good evening. He had his COVID jab today. I'm still mentally tough. There you go. <laughs> He's still mentally tough. Wake up. Don't do that. Seriously, don't do that. That's like not nice. I would never do that to you. That's like not even funny. Um, and uh, mine is, oh, and Pat Grant says it's snowing like a mother in Canada. She's full of snow. I'd say pretty nice here in Palm Springs, you guys. Well, Yesterday it's was 75. Be full of snow in Canada than full of shit in Palm Springs. We're not full of shit. I'm not saying you. Did I say you? Did I give a name? Did I give a description? Did no, I but give what a, does that even mean? It means that there's so much bullshit in, oh. I, in Palm Springs. You know, the people here are not the nicest people. Trust me on that note. Oh, that's true. Well, that's what are you going to do? And I couldn't care less because we have millions of friends and I don't depend on the friends that I live near or s- used to socialize with because, you know, you, you, you find out in time who's who uh, you meet people, you like them on face value, and then uh, you find out what they're really all about. And you say vampires, as Su Wong says, and goodbye. Ciao. See you around because I don't anybody fucking with my brain. There you go. So B. Claudia just joined us from Germany. Hey, B. Thank you for the wonderful uh, write-up you did in my Facebook page saying those nice things about me. You're a good liar. <laughs> we love you, B. You're fabulous. I do love you, B. Um, we will meet one day when you come in from Germany. Absolutely. We're going to meet everybody. We've met Angela many, many times. We've met Don Hinton. We haven't met D. B. yet, and we haven't met Pat Grant. Dave Hughes will probably come one day. Like he probably Dave Hughes come comes over to every see time we have a sexy <laughs> girl on the show. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're out of that today. This week we don't have that for you, Dave. Unfortunately. Oh, we'll talk about Sadie Katz. Yeah, there you go. We'll talk about Sadie Who's Katz. My... Oh, did I say hi to Backpack John too, or no? I'm not sure. But anyway, you're so stupid. What do you know? Anyway, not really. I see how insulted he gets. Look how insulted. You know, folks, we do this deliberately. Because so many people say, we love when you and Jimmy fight. We love when you say things bad to Jimmy. You're all sick in the head. But anyway, (laughs) I love Jimmy Starr more than anybody in the world, except my kids. 
and maybe my dog. But no, really, uh, I have no desire to be anything but wonderful to Jimmy. But for the show, we do play around and I make all those faces and stuff. Pat Grant says she would love to meet us, though. Oh, Pat Grant would like to meet us. Artemis Miss nice. she just worked on the same movie but never met, but I don't know who she's talking about. Yeah, but I'm not going to Canada, so screw you. No, she'll come here. Yeah, I'm in Canada. Even in the winter, summer, it's cold. I love Canada. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful country. I used to go to Toronto, like I said, to all the gay bars, and they had the most handsome young men. I was young. I was like 19 years old, and we all get in the car, and we drive up to Toronto just for the night. And we go to all the bars, and in the next day, 5 o'clock in the morning, we get back in the car and drive back to New York City. I think it's like eight hours to Toronto or something. I don't actually know. Yeah, but the men up there were gorgeous. All like They look like loggers. We have a lot of friends, though, in Toronto. A lot of friends. I don't know about Toronto, but in Canada. I don't know where they live, but Sherry Nelson lives in Canada, and Twism White Peace lives in Canada, and Pat Grant lives in oh, Canada. I Twazil lives in Canada. And okay. I have... Um, Twazia lived here. No, we have a bunch of clients from World Star PR that live in Canada, a bunch of rock bands and stuff. Uh, Alan Fru from Glass Tiger, he's from Canada. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, and uh, Nick is next door. He waved. Oh, tell 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 Nick we said hello, B. Who's Nick? Nick is B's son, who's like a genius and a hey, fabulous. And uh I want to meet you all, too. B wants to meet us all, too. The chat room's going fast, you guys, and I don't have my glasses on, so I got to put you them know, on so I can see. We, we're all, we all know. <laughs> we all know. I, I'm, I believe in destiny, and we all know each other for a reason. Oh, absolutely. And without that reason, there would be very little that we get accomplished in life. Like knowing Dave Hughes, not Dave Hughes, that pig. Um, sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to call you a pig. <laughs> <laughs> But Sadie Katz thinks you are. No, Sadie doesn't say you don't even know that. Hey, Ryan Coleman just joined us, too. What's up, Ryan? Um, Sadie Katz. Uh, Everybody loves Sadie Katz because she has little boobies and a beautiful body. Those chicks with the big gavel, you know, the watermelons, they don't get as much review. I think men really prefer, like they say, more than a mouth is, is a waste and more than a handful is a waste or whatever. And Sadie's got perky, beautiful little breasts. You know, I've seen them. They fell out of a blouse every now and then when we're socializing. And I have to say, Sadie, your left one is hanging. It's showing. Oh, so Ryan is uh, one of Angela Joseph's twin sons. Hello, Ryan. What's up? Welcome. We've met you in Palm Springs, actually. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see you. I think we met you at least. Ryan is, on, is in our show. Is he's in our, in our chat room. Well, then we have to keep it clean. No, nah, he's not that young. How young is Ryan? I don't know. How young is Maybe Ryan? 18 years old. No, maybe not 18. I'm not sure. 17, 16, 14. 15. I don't know. I'm waiting for Angela to like hit hit it up there and see. We'll see. Um, but any, either way, what are you going to do? Whatever. You don't have to keep anything clean because we had a disclaimer before the show started. <laughs> that laugh. I mean, that friggin' laugh. Oh. Good what do you mean? Everybody like, loves Good thing my laugh. I love you so much. Your hair looks weird today. Oh, that's just—it's just a mess. So I think that it says our guest is in the—it's in the green room. So let's go Good. ahead. Oh, look at how that cool that is on the big computer screen. You guys, my other computer wasn't working, like I said. What's so we're cool? on our thirty-two inch. Uh, here's it's all up here. So let's go ahead and bring him in, and um, let's see if we can t hear him. Hello, hello. Let's see if we can hear you, Jonathan. Say something. Can you hear me? Yeah. I know who he is. You've seen his movies. I know who you are. I know. Who he is. Where where do you actually live, Jonathan? I'm slightly familiar with myself. 
Um, yeah. Uh, right now, I am actually in New Jersey because that's where um, my job as a head tennis pro is. Are you really a tennis pro? Mm-hmm. You know that I didn't know that. You know, I was like, uh, I was ranked like thirty-two in Florida, top like top thirty-five in Florida wow. all through. Very impressive. Uh, I went to you know I yeah because Florida's Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah, I went to University of Florida. I could have played for them, but I wouldn't have started, so I quit. But hold on, let's introduce you, and then we can talk. Uh, Tiersten, is do I pronounce it Tiersten? Correct. Hey, I got it right. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The fabulously talented superstar with the ponytail, Jonathan Tiersten. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, right, guys. Um, so let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. See, I'm behaving. He says I talk too much. Fuck it. No, it's all good, Ron. Uh, Fuck yeah. Listen, he, I want to tell you something. In New I'm, York, I'm all good with talking. Yeah, I was a tennis champ. Oh. I, <laughs> shut up. I played in uh, Forest Hills. And the game was like I was winning. No, I was, but the guy was winning. And then I started losing. And after like three or four sets, I realized there was a hole in my net. And that's why the ball kept going through the net and I didn't hit it. That that's happened. Sp- that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> Laugh, you son of a bitch. Before I come over there and cut your fucking throat. Blinds that are in front of me because they're they're causing an odd light. Hang on, now, listen. hold on. He's going to close the blinds in front of him because he says they're creating an odd odd light. And uh, Don, Don, don't worry. Before Jonathan goes, I'll let you ask a question. So you just got to wait. Oh, everybody's saying how sexy you are in the chat room. So first of all, before we talk, Aww. we have we have a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. And then later on, we have a lady Don who wants to ask you a major question. She says, "Let's just say hi to Don, so that'll make her happy." Hi, Don. There you go. And now, uh, so now you're good friends with my sweetheart, Sadie Guts. Oh, my God. It's uh, yeah, she's uh, Sadie and I have been through uh, the wars together. Um, Me too. Me I, too. Love her. I love her to death. We love her. We were you just know, at her house Ita- last weekend. In Italian, they named my dog after her. It was. That- <laughs> Did you really? You know, in Italian, the name cats, we pronounce guts. You know, the guts. Yes, of course. Yeah. So her name is Sadie Ugats. <laughs> no, I love Sadie. Queen, so come on. She's a darling friend of mine and a dear, dear friend is, of mine. Um, lovely, you know, even more lovely inside than she is out, which is uh, which is saying quite a bit. That's the truth. That's the truth. She wants me to marry them. She wants me to become a minister oh, and I should marry just... Miles and her. No, she's getting carried away because in the movie we were both and I played a minister and I married her in the movie and she thought I would be so good at marrying her. For real, I made I made you know a a very close <laughs> acting friend of mine through my last marriage. You're there kidding. you go. You're kidding. So yeah. wait a second. I want to go back because first of all, everybody knows you're an actor, and we're going to talk a little bit. I didn't know you were. Where did you grow up playing tennis? Well, I uh, actually in New Jersey on the municipal courts here. I was not you know a uh, a club kid by any stretch. I was. The I, kid I wasn't either. I played on public courts I was too. The kid that, that broke into the private clubs and then beat everybody and pissed them off. Yeah, uh, I did that too. I yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I grew up playing, you know, on the municipal courts uh in Maplewood, New Jersey and uh uh just, you know, I just I just uh I really enjoyed the sport. You know, I I enjoyed all sports. I was like was an M pretty I was pretty jockey. And um, I was on I was only tennis. Tennis or anything with a racket I could do, but I, otherwise I everything. And I and wrestling was my number one sport. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And oh, at tennis, I only I became a pro at, at, without saying towel hold, but at a very advanced age. 
There you go. That's cool as shit. I love that. Wrestler. Thank you. I now what do you got to do during COVID? I I I do like between three and six hundred push-ups a day. I'm so bored. (laughs) I I I can't do five. (laughs) I I don't do push-ups. I diet. I mean, I've got a man's ear at this point. It's or is it a bro? I don't know. One of the two. They say they they say that you look great though in the chat room and your voice sounds the same. New Jersey's open. Is New Jersey open? Yeah. No, it's not all open. No, no. I heard New York is open completely. No, not entirely. Um, yeah, I get fed bullshit by my friends. They all lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ever for, for news. That's my advice to everybody. But, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we ran our tennis program last year and we sort of uh, uh, set the precedent for COVID protocols because, you know, none of the kids got sick, you know, and, and all that stuff. And um, we were pretty proud of that. And uh, so we're, we're being really extra careful still i love it that's cool so a lot of people don't know so first of all are you you're you're, uh, because i i I was like looking on imdb and all the stuff that you do and and uh i see (laughs) i know but i see music and composer like musician and composer like and you look like you could be a rock star like did you have like a band well that's so funny that you asked that because i actually i met john uh coley about 10 years ago oh he's our next guest how cool is that (laughs) i've been playing um I've been a musician for a professional musician for 30 something years. Um, you don't even look old. Yeah, right? how old are you? you look 30. <laughs> you, you look, you probably, actually old. that was hit movie. That, I'm perfectly okay with saying how old I am. Cause you're probably um, I, an old fuck. This with a story of when I was filming my last film and I got ID'd for um, buying a six pack for, um, for one of the cast members. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I thought that was funny, except when I showed her my ID, she goes, no, that is too drastic. There's no way. <laughs> and I went, are I you serious? I'll tell you the entire 1986 Mets starting lineup and where I watched the game, you know, in my dorm room. And she and she would not give me the beer. Um, I am 55. Okay, so we're the same. Just, I'm 56. Young. I'm 50. So yeah, tell them I, how old you really are. You know what I found? I was going to bring this up to you guys because it was weird. I only figured out why I look like this mm-hmm. um, because of watching the grown-up trans uh, thing on Frontline. Trans and, what, transvestite, transgender. Oh, growing up transgender. Okay. That was a special on Frontline, and I was and I was so I'm watching this special, and they were talking about chromosomes and all these different things dealing with chromosomes, and I finally figured out what happened to me as a youth, which is I had something called delayed growth syndrome. So when I went to college, everybody thought I was visiting because <laughs> like, this ten-year-old kid in the dorm room, you know. That's nice. Yeah, when I shot sleep, but it wasn't nice at the time. <laughs> but it's nice now. Boy camp, I was seventeen. People don't realize that, you know. I didn't. Yeah, because you didn't look seventeen. Yeah, I never looked my. I'll be eighty-one in May. Yeah, I'm one hundred and thirty-six. It's weird. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. No, no gonna, I really am. Yeah, he'll be eighty-one in May. Eighty-one in May. And it's because I never did drugs and I never ate shit food. And I, I, I think I smoked for one minute, but never really inhaled. I, I know. <laughs> I attribute all of that clean bullshit, boring life, to looking good when you get old. Yeah, you know, see, I, I can tell it. I'm sorry, Jew from New York. I have stories. Um, I had a very Christian guy come up to me at a gym in Colorado and say, 
Jonathan, I've never seen anyone work out as hard as you do. You must, you know. And then my the guy I was with said, you should ask him how old he was. He is. <laughs> when the guy found out, he goes, wow, you must have lived a very clean life. And I said, well, if doing drugs, smoking cigarettes, um, drinking way too much. <laughs> you know, you did. It's amazing. Out all night and playing rock music is a clean life. Then, yes, I did. There you go. Well, the test and the proof is, let's see what you look like when you're 80. You see, at 55, well, I look 12. picture of my dad. It's, a, it's in the genes, you know. In the genes. Yeah. Yeah, you have good now, genes. You he has good are genes. Are you Italian? Uh, Jewish. Oh, same thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's all Mary, there was. There's only one difference between a Jew and an Italian. And that's, that's, wait, hang on, hang on. If I'm going to punch you. If you step on my joke lines, I'm going to come right to the screen and grab you by your balls and spin you around. Now, listen. You need stadium guts. There's only there's only one thing be different between a Jew and an Italian, and that's an inch of skin. Which way? Uh, <laughs> he's already gone off the reservation. <laughs> He knows what I'm talking about. So listen, oh, answer do. me a question, wise guy. Mm -hmm. How come you never fell in love and wanted to marry Sadie? Sadie and I had a relationship that was so far beyond that. Um, and when we met, I was already deeply in love with somebody else, which um, okay, so that, that that makes, part that of the reason. But but all of us became so incredibly close. Um, and. Uh, I think Sadie and I always knew that it wasn't, you know, that was not our relationship. It was just, um, I mean, not that she's not one of the most stunning creatures I've ever seen in my life. Cause she not naturally without any makeup. No, it's, I mean, yeah, I've spent many, I've seen her in the morning. Me too. Um, and uh, no, I, I adore Sadie. And I think she is one of the most beautiful people, like I said, both inside and out, but uh, absolutely. And, and I, I hope compared to her when we first met, just online before we were doing a convention together, I told her she reminded me of Sharon Tate. Oh, no, no. She looks like Carol Lombard. <laughs> no. Do you know who Carol Lombard, Clark Abel's wife? Of course. Oh, I, I freak out. I, you know, I absolutely freak out when I see pictures of Carol Lombard. Sometimes I say, oh, my God, that's Sadie. They have that same eye. Con you know how Sadie has those eyes? It's the Rolling Stones song, The Girl with Faraway Eyes. I love her. You know, working with her was a treat because she did some pretty good shit when we were working on an awful movie together. And I think her performance helped the awful movie a lot. If they had another actress, the movie really would have gone to shit can quicker. <laughs> but Ron makes a lot of those like not, not great no, no, horror no, no, movies. No. Listen, listen. That was but he a, has fun. Listen, I was in a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunt. I've been on television and uh, Charlie's Angels years ago, everything. I only in my old age am doing these, these not so great movies. But things are changing because now I'm getting better parts and better movies, as you know, happen. When they see that you can still, you know, function as an old goat, they hire you because they get money off. You know, they get about seven or eight thousand if they hire me, the production company. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had that conversation with D D um, D Wallace several times. She's, yeah. She talks about it. She says she says that studios pay me nothing and the indies keep me rich. Yes, That's right. But the, the, if if I was in a uh, is it union that pays them seven thousand whatever? Yeah, you, you don't know any of your facts. You, the, the, they make a deal. They need to have X amount of. In like, other words, old when people. they need an old bag, yeah, on they them, need to have old bags in it. So they need. I could say it. you can't. So there's my career path. 
There you go. You've got a very interesting career path, though, because you do so many cool things. And I think I, I think it's cool. And I think Ron wants to become well enough known in the horror industry, so like you, where he can go and like sign autographs and make money on the weekends because he, like, he really wants to be able to go sign pictures at like conventions. No, when, when conventions come actually, back again, no, I don't. No, I don't really do those though. You do some. I saw one on your Instagram coming up. Very, very, very. Um, well, I do them when Felissa makes me. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I want, I, I want to make a comment on that. We have something to promote and um, blah, 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 et cetera. I, I, you know, contact her because she's still my best friend after all this time. Um, Which so is that, very cool. Yeah, Felissa Rose, who played Angela from Sleepaway Camp. But, uh, and we speak every day. But um, I say to her, the, the normal thing I say is, do I have to? Uh, <laughs> but you met Sadie at one though. Which one did you meet Sadie at? It's called uh, Rock. What was it called? Rock, Rock and Shock. Yeah. 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 No, I want to say something. I want to correct Jimmy. You said I want to do it for the money. Not true. I, at this point in my life, want to do it to see the people who appreciate my work. It's a totally selfish, narcissistic feeling. No, and I, I understand that entirely. That I get. And to see if there's seven or eight people lined up to get my signature, if there's two people, whatever. But if it's by any cast where there's a lot of people, then I know that my work is appreciated. Do you understand that? Entirely. Yeah. It's not the money. So let's talk a little bit about Sleepaway Camp because Sleepaway Camp, first of all, I have to say, and I've been a horror movie fan my whole life, and I never saw Sleepaway Camp until recently. You know, and I've gone to all the conventions and I was a clothing wow. designer and I didn't know about Sleepaway Camp really until we moved here and we met Felissa. Yeah. And, and everybody's like, oh, she's the star. Of, she was a star of Sleepaway Camp. And I was like, oh, you know, like I see it written about in every magazine all the time, but I've just never seen it. Uh, and uh, and so then I was like, oh, you know, I need to like see it. And but I but I, and I knew you were in Sleepaway Camp. I'm not sure how like if I've ever met you before in Florida or someplace, but um, I knew who you because I immediately knew who you were before, and I hadn't seen Sleepaway Camp. Um, but it's really one of the most iconic horror movies really ever, you know, with a twist that nobody like ever sees coming way ahead of its time. You're talking like 1983. Um, I think it was 1983 it was. and 1983. And uh, what a great like, if, I mean, if you're going to be uh, associated with a film that's got sequels that you're in several of. Uh, I think that it's got to be one of the greatest ones to be like actually associated with. Um, how has that been for you? Cause I know uh, you, so you said you don't do that many like interview shows, but I, I mean uh, interview shows and signings and stuff, but I'm sure like you would be in like high demand because the film is so, you know, so classic and yeah, it's, you know, I've had a sort of love hate relationship with Sleepaway camp over the years. Um, uh, I, <laughs> I generally refer it to, I refer to it as the albatross. Um, you know, it's awesome that I did something that, you know, no one seems to be able to forget. Um, but it's also hard to have done something when you were 17 years old and know that that will be the most important thing you've done for the rest of your life, um, at least to the mass public. And that seems... That has always been a little confusing to me, um, but I, you know, I work through it 
and by doing other things and that's all you can do, you know, and do and doing good work. And so I love Sleepaway Camp. I love I love watching the movie. I'm so far away from it at this point that I enjoy the actual film because I just think it's absolutely delightful and wonderful. And as I've said a million times, I said it's funnier than Meatballs and scarier, way scarier than Friday the 13th. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a well, double. I think it's also cool, though, that you that you stayed close with Felissa all these years. I noticed that you guys are in a lot of films together. A lot of the films that you've done are together. Um, well, she, we love her. Like Ron was in a movie with her and and uh, um, we we see her relatively like often. In fact, I wrote a movie that I want her to play a part in. I yeah. haven't spoken well, to I her. I don't even know yet. how to describe my relationship with her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, she's an Italian broad from New Jersey who's yeah. married with she's kids. From Long Island. A Long Island, I'm sorry. And you can't get any more real than her because yeah. she's an actress, but she's not an actress off camera. She's yeah. a mom. She's a soccer mom. She's a, yeah. we, she we, cooks we, pasta. You know, she's a real. Yeah, we can you know, if we tried to define our relationship, both of us would go crazy. But um, no, just good friends. That we're 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 you know, it's be it's so far it's beyond friends or family or anything like that. No, it's, you know what it is, Jonathan. Uh, you are in touch with your feminine side. Oh and no, you're, and you're able to be friends with women without grabbing their pussies. All right. Most straight guys that got, I mean, a straight guy I ever saw Sadie in the morning like I have. He'd have jerked off in her face. I mean, he'd have killed himself. You know, so you have to be in touch with the friend side. And I see that you are friends with women. And that's probably why you're very successful with women. Because women sense this vulnerability about you. Yeah. I, all right? the ones in the chat room are fucking loving you right now. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, my God, he's wonderful. No, I'm, really. I mean, what Ron just you know? said is, is about the most intuitive thing I've ever heard on an interview, honestly. And we're but not a regular interview no, show. But it's, but it's true. <laughs> I, I, being a gay man, have many women friends. I've slept with them in bed. Wait a minute. I've slept with them in bed. No, no sex. Just slept next to them. We hugged even falling asleep. And these women appreciated it. They didn't want sex because they knew I was gay. They wanted my friendship. Well, I, I, I tell a story from college that, that I had a, um, I slept in the same bed with a friend for a year, a female friend, and nothing ever happened. Well, I got one better than anybody, and this is a, this is an exclusive. Jane Russell, you know who she is. Mm. We start was my best friend. We hung out together. She was Love my her. sister. And when Jane used to come to my house in the afternoon, she would take naps. So I would go in the bedroom with her. I'd lay in the bed with her. We'd bullshit for a while, and I fell asleep. So I can honestly say I slept with Jane Russell. <laughs> Did the bra cross over? No, but we have a story about the bra. <laughs> I've, dated, said it, dated I've said it many times. <laughs> Jane, Jane was like Sadie. And Jane was like Felicia. And a lot of people I know today. Jane was a, a, a star, a legend on camera. Off camera, she was abroad. She was a woman. She was real. There was no Hollywood fancy bullshit with her. Yeah, and if you, were, if you were that way, she didn't like you. And I see you're that way, too. I find the people in the business who become Hollywood very unattractive to me to know. In fact, yeah. I, I could vomit from them. <laughs> no, seriously. We don't usually get them on our show. No, we Every once no. in a while, we get somebody who surprises us. No, I know when I go to red carpets and suddenly across the street, I hear screaming, Run! 
and some broad runs across with her tits falling out because they're bouncing out of her low-cut dress. She screams. Everybody turns around and looks at her. She jumps in my arms and hugs me, and I say to myself, well, who the fuck is this? <laughs> she makes believe she knows me just to make that grand entrance. <laughs> That's happened to you a million times. Tell me. Come on, tell me. That hasn't happened. They pulled that scream bullshit. Oh, my God, Jonathan. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, anybody who knows me that knows that won't end well. Okay. Yeah, Funny, because yeah. It's, it's such bullshit. You know, I mean, and then you say to yourself, who the fuck is this broad? I, no, I, if hopefully Phyllis is somewhere close, and then I just give her the sideways look. I give her the, my, my bangles impersonation. And uh, I just say, and I'm like, that means please rescue me. Just get me out of this. No, situation. you know, it pisses me off when they hug me and their lipstick goes on the shoulder of my jacket. That's oh. what, oh, their fucking makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's that. They have two pounds of makeup on and they rub their faces on my shoulder and I've got lipstick and makeup on my shoulder. And now I've got to go a whole evening looking like a, a, a drag queen. So we have several people in the chat room have said they haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, uh, camp. and then we have Don saying, "If you I've haven't, never seen if it. you haven't seen it, shame on you." And then we have, we have don't we look have, up spoilers. Do not look. Oh, up don't look up spoilers, you guys, because it's great. And it's then the most shocking end in in movie history at this point. I mean, yes, and to give a clue, but no one will, no one will know what this clue ha is. But that there, I found out many many years later that a very that a, um, an Oscar winning film actually was a direct ripoff of Sleepaway Camp. I'm sure you two both know what it is. Oh yes, I do. That is, I found that out from um, legit Hollywood. What is it? No, you can't. You can't tell Why it. Why can't the you say No, it? later. No, you, you can. Say you can say. No, no. Here's what you could say. Is because everybody will know what. what no, everybody will know at the end of Sleepaway Camp. Then, and if you do that, so oh, you can't. Okay, do it. only because if ever you want to say something without being sued, say you know. In my opinion, <laughs> I think that Sleepaway Camp. What are they going to sue me for? Yeah, well, so we have another we have another lady in the chat room. Her name is B. Claudia. She is the biggest supporter of any guest we ever bring on the show. And she's in there right now saying, oh, look him up. He's got music on Apple Music. So what kind of music you got on Apple Music? Oh, I got music everywhere. Um, there's, there's a lot of reviews out there. I more often, I guess I get compared to David Bowie than anybody else. Oh, that's a good comparison. Um, you know, I. I'm a singer songwriter, but I've done a lot of um, engineering as well. Um, soundtrack work. Uh, I also see you like you're like worked on two Slayer videos. You must be friends with Slayer, too. Well, I it's funny. I met those guys through Felissa. She was producing those videos. And uh, I do have one fantastic Slayer story, though. I didn't know these guys from Adam and I know music well, but I mean, I knew of them. But that's not my style of music. And we were working at a ski resort in California and. I have to go pick up the band and I got the walkie talkie on it, snowing and freezing. And these guys are just out of their element entirely. And Carrie King and Tom Araya, I think that's his name, get into the car. They notoriously don't get along. And one sitting in the minivan <laughs> behind me and then the other one's in the third row. And I'm, I'm listening to Barry White on the radio and he's singing, you're my everything. And next thing I know, I can't help myself. I start singing along. <laughs> Tom, Tom starts singing behind me, harmony. <laughs> Harry starts playing drums on the third row seat. And now we're just, whoop, now we're in. You know, it's it's guys in cars doing karaoke. And we're <laughs> singing our guts off. And the walkie-talkie's going crazy. Like, where is the band? Where is the band? I shut it off. 
Song ends. Boom. Queens, another one bites the dust comes on. <laughs> he on my shoulder and he says, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you should open the that's windows like and sell awesome. tickets. That's right. Yeah, well, uh, so that's how I met Slayer. That is very cool, though, because like they're now, great. I want to ask you a personal question. And if you don't answer, I'm kicking you off the show. Sure. Uh, how come you're not married? What's stopping? You? How do you know he's not? I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> I was married twice. Oh, that's a bad thing. How, how come, how come? Almost 15 year old boy. Oh, that's oh, cool. Good. That, that's good. That, sometimes John likes kids. Oh, out of bad comes good, and the kids are the, what's good comes oh, out of bad. He's phenomenal. He's, I have he's, two. I have two daughters from a bad marriage. Yeah. No, my both my marriages were good. I don't. I wouldn't call either of them bad. So, uh, what are you looking for in a woman? If you wait, before shopping? before you answer that though, so is your son interested in going into entertainment? You know he. At Not 15, you don't really know yet. I never pushed that. Um, he he actually just called me a couple weeks ago and said, you know, Dad, I've been getting really into music. Would it be okay if we wrote some songs together? And I said, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. And he said, are you crying? <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> no, because that's a big passion. So if it's something that you love to do yeah, and that you're good I, at. I said, and I actually said to him, I said, you know, I never pushed you in that direction. He goes, I know. Now, would you marry an actress? You know, I never say never to anything. There you go. No, but would you is the question. I might. If they were like fit his all his other needs all the way around of everything else he's looking for. I would never marry an actor. I just I don't have rules anymore because uh, um, I always break them. <laughs> well, that's what they wrote. Rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> uh, I, I marry. Good, I, so what's the point? You know, I mean. Uh, I married Jimmy nine years ago when Jimmy was not in the business. Now Jimmy's full speed in the business doing all kinds of things. And it's a difficult relationship. Yeah, so now you're going to divorce him. I get it. No, no, no. Never divorce him. I'll, Wait a second. I, I need I to intend, clarify that. I, I intend I, to die on him. Not. not I need him. to clarify that. I've been in the entertainment business for 20 years. Not 20, like now. But, but yeah, that's right. Now I'm more because now I got more popular. I can't help it. <laughs> no, now you're doing producing. Uh, now I'm producing. Now you're doing PR. When I met you, you just had a little. I had radio, a show, and a I was a celebrity, and I was no, I wasn't. We had a big radio show. It was a little radio, and I had, a, and I was a celebrity clothing designer. I had dressed every major horror that's movie true. icon that's in true. the world. Yeah, that's how I got that's, people. From but, but he wasn't in our business. Jimmy, <laughs> I need somebody to. I used to my go, wardrobe. I used to go to understand. Everybody makes fun of me for the way I dress because it's like I'm either wearing like a like a hoodie or a tank top and overalls, and that's it. But you look like a rock star, even like all your old pictures of you uh, with the really long sideburns and the hair and everything. And the frosted tips. You've always looked like a rock star. Back, I, I, that's how I really uh, built my name in entertainment to build this show. I had the show four years before Ron came on, and. Um, and I would go to conventions and uh, I would go to conventions like Spooky Empire and I would take racks of clothes and I would give away the clothes if I could take pictures with the famous people. And it got to be they all like love me. And then we would go out to eat and then they all came on the show and we became friends. And uh, and that's how I, you know, met Clive Barker and Doug Bradley and Malcolm McDowell. As I said, uh he was a designer of clothing that has nothing to do with being a producer that he is today. Yeah, now I'm a producer. Now he's an outstanding producer because he does films in the many millions of dollars. 
He doesn't do the fifteen dollar nice movies. He's not a fifteen dollar movie producer. I have been. I just don't anymore. Like, I'm in those. <laughs> I'm in those fifteen dollar movies. But now because of him, I'm going to be in multi million dollar movies because I sleep with the producer. <laughs> Actually, he's a phenomenal actor like you. He's a phenomenal actor. So uh, he just need, you know, needs a little. Everybody needs like a little break to get into someplace. Always been about, you know, I mean, I teach acting. It's always been about the craft for me. Um, when are you I, coming? To, when are you coming to California? Well, I lived there for the last five years before I got this gig. And so um, I'm I'm always, you know, I mean, when COVID calms down, I'm always back and forth, um, you know. I, I can't afford to fly you in, but I have a part for you that I think you'd be very good for. Well, I, love I would like you to play the Brooklyn mob boss in my movie. Oh, like, see, you know, I, I have one. That's one. But, but you got to get rid of the Jersey accent. You got to do Brooklyn. Oh, I know how to do Brooklyn. Let me hear Brooklyn because I hate bada when it's nothing. not done well. Hey, bada bing, bada boop, not for nothing. I'll tell you something. What you are you going to tell me? me. You, got a, <laughs> you got a problem with everybody. No, you got to. Now you would be fine. I have a real Brooklyn accent because that's where I'm from. So when I play Brooklyn, I play the real. My whole family's from Brooklyn. Good. So you understand what we're saying. You got to. You got to do it now, or you don't do it at all. Do it. You know what I'm saying, Charlie? Charlie, they took my. Seriously, if you if you if you were in a budget, we'll put we'll put it in. I can't afford to fly him in, Jimmy. It's not that much. Don't worry about it. Right now, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're not going into. We're going to go in pre-production. Updated so. on March. Uh, I'm eligible March 15th, which is cool because I teach kids. No, but you would oh, be very good. good. And this is a lot of dialogue because when I write movies, I don't write junk. I write stories where characters have depth, and you know the character. And you playing the mob boss is a very difficult part because your speeches and your. Uh, the way you behave is the real mafia Brooklyn style. He would look like it, though. Because I know I, I live with them. You know what I mean? So I know what they're really like. And I wrote reality. It's not a cartoon mafia guy. It's a truth. And it's difficult. If, it, uh, but I think you could pull it off because you sure look like it. And you're the right age. It's funny. Um, it's going to be union, I think. Are we going to be union? Yeah, we're going to be. Are you union? Let him finish. Let him finish. I wonder, I got, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hiring him. Negotiation on on camera. We'll talk after the show. Yeah. No, but wait. Are you are you a SAG? I'm SAG eligible, quote unquote. Okay, good. Yeah, That's work. good enough. Good enough. Um, but uh, I lapsed on my dues. So to yeah, we all do. So fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. What a great union, by the way. Oh, the president of SAG. That's a funny story. Played my girlfriend in an ABC after school special. You're kidding. <laughs> I think that that was actually, I, I think that that was one of the, I think that was one of the coolest things though, about your resume is that you, that you were in an ABC afternoon special. Cause that well, was such a, when I was a kid, that was a huge deal. This particular one became, I mean, it's so funny. It's like everything I do seems to be this like lightning in a bottle crap. This one became such a, really controversial thing and but for me the amazing part of it was i got to work with uda hagen um oh uda. right uda was one of my absolute yes. heroes yes. and um she you actually know who that is uda hagen i don't know who that is oh i know who uda hagen famous is. acting teachers in history H now, okay. you, was she young or old when you were with her she's old oh yeah uda hagen was wonderful and, uh, but uh and melba moore was in it melba's good also uh, Megan Follows, who played 
Anne of Green Gables in the original. Um, who else was in? Oh, Frank Whaley, um, who oh, has I become a huge director and actor in Hollywood. Um, so this was it was an unbelievable piece, but it was about a nativity scene on high school grounds, and I was the Jewish kid protesting it. <laughs> That's good. Well, my my movie. This is like in the eighties, though, right? My movie is about a Jewish woman married to an Italian mobster, and the woman is a bookie. That's why Lainey Kazan has to be the star of my movie. Oh. Lainey's a she's a good friend of mine for years, and the script the script is going out to her this week. Oh, uh, Sa Sadie's in my movie. She plays Sylvia. Sadie and I never worked together. That would be a dream. No, you won't be in her scene. She plays the guyish uh, uh, girl from Connecticut who's well, married. But you'll to see her. You'll be on mobster. set together. Certainly the guyish. Well, yeah, I'm half <laughs> Jewish. I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to use Jewish words. What are you doing? Jewish words? <laughs> Goya, Goya, to those out there that don't know it, Goyish is a non-Jew. Hold on, guys. My phone just uh, disrupted my uh, computer. Well, I'll throw it out the window. Oh, we still see you good. There you, you go. Oh. You see me. That's fine, right? So let me ask you some hypothetical. First of all, do you, uh, so you've made like a zillion horror movies. Do you like horror movies? Is that something you would like watch? Like uh, if a cool horror movie came out, do you watch them? Um, is that like, I mean, is that my preferred? Uh, it doesn't have to be your preferred, but do you, you know, like we've had people come on who don't like, who don't. Who's, no, I love horror movies. Um, I don't I, like them. I'm in them, but I don't I, like them. It's not my, you know, it's like I don't watch movies specifically because they're horror. Okay. Um, but I love absolutely. Yeah, I love horror movies. My God. Yeah. So here's your hypothetical question. Uh, I think and it's a two part question. I like to ask this to everybody. Number one bucket list. Like who's a, a male and female actor that you would like to be in a movie with? And it doesn't have to be a horror actor. It's just a general question. And then the second part of the question is if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made in the history of movies, what movie would you have had liked to been in? <laughs> Not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. Gosh. Um, who would I like to work with? Say Ron Russell, you get off the hook. <laughs> that, that's only a male. He still needs a female. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. I've always, you know, um, Bill Forsyth's a friend. I've always wanted to work with him. Okay. Um, so I'd say that as the male. Um, as a female actress, um, I know that it's off the top. Who is it? I, Cause I know that there's one I got here. Um, uh, Ellen Burstyn. Oh, that's a good Interesting. one. Interesting. She's a good actress. Yeah. yeah. Ellen uh, Burstyn is good. I yeah, like it. me and my mom. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. And what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, that one's easy. Oh yeah. Okay. Easy. Let's see. Yeah, the um, the Godfather. Oh, there you go. So there's your mob shit going on right there. No, that I mean, no question. Uh, it's it's you know, uh, that's if funny. I had one movie to watch on a desert island, that's the one. I'm actually like working on a film right now, and one of the stars of the film is um, Jack O'Halloran, and Jack O'Halloran played in in uh, King Kong with Jessica Lange, and he was no non in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, but his yeah. father is Albert I, Anastasia. I, yeah, his and Albert and Anastasia, the, the real mobster guy. I got the book, and I read the book. 
Jack O'Halloran was a wonderful actor. God. And, yes. But what he wrote in that book is so real and so truthful and so honest. I'm surprised they didn't kill him because he really opened up on a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been opened. The Marilyn Monroe murder is absolutely uh, terrifically correct. Nobody wants to say it, but she yeah. was absolutely murdered by the Kennedys and because of, of the mafia. Um so is, Dar cool so is Dorothy Kilgallen, uh, that news commentator from years ago. So many people. He, he, the book is fabulous. I, and it was made into a movie. Am I correct? No, they're working on getting They're working on making it into a movie. So you should get your ass. Uh, when I talk to minute. Jack, I'll you, mention you. Yeah, you should get your ass out <laughs> there because you'd be good in this movie. It's going to be all tough. Guy. They'll probably throw me in somewhere as an old bag mafioso also that's all i ever play is gangsters you know that and priests and priests and policemen and, and policemen <laughs> and, and i never play a sexy oh young man. i never like i worked I, with the, i worked on a film with uh barry primus sounds like him yes that's funny <laughs> i like love it okay so let's go let's switch it let's switch it to uh to music a little bit and um uh, and so let's do the same hypothetical question since you're like a musician. Like if you were going to go on tour and you were going to like be able to like play with somebody, what band would be, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'd living love to who living or dead. Oh, either way. I don't care. Give me a living and a dead. Oh man. I made that more complicated than I needed to. Um, so you keep your mouth shut as they say, yeah, right. Um, if I had to go on, I would like to go on tour with, uh, I once I once met um, uh, Johnny Barbato from uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I'd like to go on tour with Crosby, Stills and Nash, even though they hate each other again. OK, but I'd love to go on tour with those guys. Um, so they're both living and dead. So good. There you go. So Crosby, say David Crosby is only mostly dead, which we all know is different from all dead. Um, <laughs> and I have a nice nut and lettuce and tomato sandwich where the is lean and the tomato is fresh. Um, but uh, what was the other question? Oh, living or dead. Well, we were going to do living or dead. I was going to also it say John. It covers both. Yes, yeah, so it covers like both of them. So what kind of music do you listen to? If you were just sitting around listening to music like, uh, and you were listening to whatever kind of music you listen to, like like uh, for me, like I listen to 70s love songs on Spotify like all the time, and it's just yeah, got, my, it's got everybody. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I can give you, for instance, um, even though I'm a big sports fan, I never watch the Super Bowl because I think it's the, the perfect example of why every other country hates America. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, so I, I, always watch, I always watch a rock concert. What does that mean? Hang on, hang on. You always watch rock concerts. Yeah, and this year I watched uh, um, from 2016 Santana's um, original members reunion. Oh, and there you go. Unbelievable. Even the guy that Carlos rescued from homelessness was playing congas. And so it was just that was amazing. That's funny. Why is it that a lot wait, of wait, hang on, hang on. Why is it they hate us because of the Super Bowl? I didn't get that. Big example of American consumption. Of what? Consumption. It's just people out there enjoying No, it's the like you have the biggest stars on the thing and it's eighty million dollars to do a commercial and this thing is just insane. It's just so gross. And then the fake audiences for the performers, what is that? I don't like the fake audiences for anything. Oh, yeah. The, the cardboard it's people. Disgusting. Um, you know, I'm the last Super Bowl halftime show I liked was when the Who played. Oh, was, fuck. How long ago was that? 10 years at least. 15. Yeah, that's like a long time ago. Would you believe I've never seen a Super Bowl game in my life? I couldn't care less. 
I did when I was a kid oh. when the Dolphins well, were I in the Super like Bowl. I don't like sports. I hate sports. I'm yeah. gay. Gay people don't like sports. <laughs> I like tennis. That's it. Well, most gay, gay people, not you guys. That's not general. Gay people don't like sports. <laughs> no, it's true. Most I look all the sisters on all my friends. They, you know, they don't want to break a nail. <laughs> they don't want to break a nail. But no, seriously, <laughs> my friends are all that the guys I know are not sport guys. Some are. Some of the the Brooklyn yes, guys. There's a lot of professional athletes who are gay. They just. Oh yeah. Yes. But actually, but, but my, there are more ballerinas that are gay. I'm not sure what his name is, but I'm a publicist. That's how I support myself. Uh, you know, when I'm not making movies as a as a publicist, and uh, my my partner Eileen Shapiro lives in New York. She's like a best-selling author, and she interviews oh, he everybody. Doesn't know her? And she's got no. He doesn't know her. Oh, I told Jimmy I'm the worst self-promoter in the history of uh, this business. That's good. He he wrote my thing. I don't really do a whole lot of interviews. Um, you Maybe know, but if you met Eileen, you might marry her. She's Jewish. <laughs> but she's getting ready to interview, and I don't know his name, but he's like a uh, he's like a, he's not he doesn't play anymore. But he's like one of the, I guess he was one of the first out football players. Oh, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he I was forgot. the best college player in the nation. I forget. Yeah, I forgot his name, but that's him. Yeah. She's getting, she's doing an interview with him. It's, and he you know really broke ground. You know, unfortunately, he wasn't, you know, either. I mean, he may not have been good enough to make it in the NFL. Probably was. But there was so much pressure on him that it just it was just too overwhelming. You know, he tried. But um, that tab that taboo is about to go down. That That's funny. B. Claudia says she loves your music. She's on your Apple music page. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's awesome. She's fabulous. So tell us, how did you meet John Forcoli? Because he's in the green room and maybe in a sec we'll bring him in and you can say hi real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, um, I'm not going to be able to see him because I can't figure out how to do that. On my no, you, don't, you won't have to. Like, they're going to add it in automatically in a second. They're going to add him in in a second. Uh, how did you meet him? Uh, we met at this thing um, called um, RockCon that uh, Charles Rosenay did um, in uh, Jersey. And the only reason I was included on it was because I am also a musician. It wasn't for actors. So it had just all these iconic musicians, including late, great Mary Wilson, who I became very, we love her. We had her on the show. Yeah, Good morning. Uh, oh, she was wonderful. She, she, oh. I still have the greatest moment. I think of my, my convention life was when, and I, I, I don't think John was there for this, but when Mary in a, crowded bar in New Jersey called me a diva. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mary was there. I forget one of the Beach Boys. John was there. Um, who else is there? Johnny Barbata, as I spoke of. Little Anthony from Little Anthony and the Imperials. There were just all these iconic rocks. Little Anthony has to be a thousand years old. I in my and my one of my best friends named Erie Vaughn from the band Stanzig. Yeah, I, I've met Erie Vaughn before. Yeah, I dragged Erie there, and he's like, he's like, hey, jackass, we gonna make any money? Matter of fact, I think Erie Vaughn was on our show like back when we were just doing radio, like yeah, many well, many Mark, years ago. Is, he's always grumpy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we well, had Mary him on. Wells was on our show. But he's always grumpy. Um, and he's probably going to hear this and then tear me a new one. But That's okay. So let's bring uh, – hey, uh, uh, Rebel, is John there? Let's bring him in. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, man. How you guys doing? 
good. Good, good, good. We we left uh, our first guest on. We're going to let him go in a second, but he said he met you at a convention and he knows you. Um, so I'm letting you guys say hello to each other, and then we'll and then we'll excuse him. And well, well, I just I just want to find out. You're not the guy that borrowed twenty bucks from me, are you? It was it was forty, right? And I and I and I ended up um, getting pickpocketed by Randy Jones when he sat on my lap. So I, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, Randy Jones is from uh, Village People. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah. On my lap, took the forty bucks that John gave me. It was yeah. Randy. Well, when you were talking about being in the in the uh, bar that night, that's where I met Mary Wilson as well. Yeah. Do you remember her exclaiming? Yeah, she was so that I was a diva. Was really kind. Yeah, yes. wonderful. We had her girl. on our show too. A doll. We loved her. Yeah, very very sweet woman. Very I opened for her at that thing. Oh, cool. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's a shame she died so young. It's, uh, it was, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I feel terrible about that because she was well, really. For me, I think everybody dies so young, especially when we get up around the age that we are right now, you know? Well, if I, I think, die uh, now, I, I die young. 80 is young to die. Yeah. <laughs> personally, the way, the way that I feel about that is that we should look and feel like we do at 21 until we're about, I don't know, 95. And then just wake up one morning and look like we've had a bad weekend. That's my right. Well, Jonathan's, Jonathan's doing that already. And Ron. 80 was going to be 81 this year, so it works. Okay. So I agree. You know, I look in the mirror and I say, what the fuck happened? You know, I don't even look like me anymore. I look like somebody else. You well, know, I know changed. what happened. I'm just not sure of why. <laughs> <laughs> because you were a bad boy. Nature got you. So yeah, let me. I don't know who I, I, don't I know have who no recollection of anything. Which is why I don't think I aged so much. So you guys, real quick, you can follow Jonathan. His uh, Twitter is Johnny Tiersten, J O N N Y T I E R S T E N. He's on Instagram at Jonathan Tiersten. Uh, follow him and uh, keep up to date with what he's got going on. And we'll talk soon, Jonathan. We want to thank you for coming on the yes, show. Yes, we'll talk, Johnny. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll definitely you. talk. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right. All right. And now we're going to like bring John Ford Coley on everybody. So now we want to welcome to the Jimmy star show with Ron Russell, multi-platinum Grammy nominee, John Ford Coley. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you before we get started. Let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey Ron. Yes. And I like your music. Thank you very much. Because I, I was alive when it was out. <laughs> you were alive when it was out. <laughs> alive. You know, most of the kids we talked to today, you know, we had some great rock people on our show. And they, they just don't get it. They don't know who they are. And I said, listen, rock is history. It's history music. Why is it in Europe young people know operas that are 300 years old? Yeah. And in America, they don't know who Johnny Manthus is or you or 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 Led Zeppelin or, or Chicago. I mean, these are groups that we've had on and they're wonderful. I think it's great because you've had a lot of resurgence from YouTube and things like that. Yes. You're hearing the music again. They're going back there because of the melodies. They can actually sing along with them instead of just listening to somebody do uh, vocal acrobatics. You know? Yes. Oh, I agree with you. He hates you. the vocal acrobatics. I agree with you. You know, years ago, there was a lyric to a song, and we knew the lyric. And if you were walking in the park with your girlfriend, you could sing that lyric. Today, you can't sing... Bitch, I'm going to cut you if you don't ball me. You know, that kind of lyric you can't do. Well, yeah, we've kind of gotten, in my estimation, a little away from from uh, stories in the music. 
Yeah, a little. See who can outcrass one another. I mean, so I mean, it's like the other day there was somebody that put something up, and and I mean, it was it was a rap song, some artist, and they said this is being put on the the uh, the radio, but yet they're taking Dr. Seuss off. And oh yeah, you know what it I is? Said, it's said, is guys, that ridiculous? Said, they took Dr. You Seuss off the radio, and then that's the name of the song is White Ass. It's it's WAP, and it's no. It, Wet ass pussy is yeah, the name of the song, just, the number one song in the world. That's a number one song. Yeah, wet ass pussy is num- yes, it's unbelievable. You understand the translation? That essentially what that what that title says is, "Hey, good looking, what you got cooking?" There is just you just got to know the language and how to translate. No, but it, do you, you know? remember years ago when the lyric was, "I want to give you a baby, Ruth." And they made a big deal about that. And how about the other lyric? Um, Baby, let me bang your box. And he was talking about his piano. The piano player, they call it a box. And I remember I was a teenager and they went up in arms. They thought it was the most disgusting, filthy, vulgar thing. And they stopped that song. And also remember Baby Ruth, the song, I want to give you, I love you, I want to give you no, a baby. No, I don't remember that. He meant the Baby Ruth candy bar, not a baby. Right. Yeah. So I'm younger than I, I'm 81. In okay. May. So I'm around a longer longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on real quick, because we have a chat well, room. Wait a I want to say one thing, but then Johnny Mantis came to the rescue with Stand there just a moment, darling. Let me catch my breath. I've never seen a picture quite so lovely. Now, didn't women feel good when they heard a man sing that to them? Yeah, I would think so. It was a beautiful lyric, and Johnny sings it so well. I love Johnny Mantis. I know him. Cardi uh, B, that's love- who it is. I asked. Have you ever sh- met Johnny Mantis? I have not. I'd love to. I love this. Oh, movie. he's a sweetie pie. Yeah. And I want everybody out there to send prayers because I understand Johnny's not feeling too well lately. So let's send prayers to, that he feels better. So it was Cardi B who has that song, Wet Ass Pussy. And I can't even believe that was the number one song. It's uh, disgusting. And they got rid of Dr. Seuss. What a wonderful point you made. <laughs> so real quick, though, we have a chat room full of people. So um, number one, I need you to just say hi to a couple people because we have a, a very good friend of Ron and I. And her name is Tina Davidson. And she actually took off work today. She's a nurse and she teaches classes and stuff and she canceled her classes or whatever today just so she could come and hear this. Um, So please say hi to Tina Davidson. Hi, Tina. How are you doing? There you go. And she is coming in today. That's great. And she is a young, beautiful Asian woman. Vietnamese. Vietnamese woman. And she's a dear friend of ours and she's stunningly beautiful and as intelligent and sweet as any woman could be. So you got to spend a lot of time in Asia. And the women over there are absolutely gorgeous. No, but I was going to finish with you got some compliment for a woman of her quality to take time out to be with you is a great. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, That's a biggie for you. She's really something. She's no dizzy groupie. Yeah, she's no, yeah, she's not a dizzy groupie. No. And then we have um, Cindy Lady Lake, who actually introduced you to me to have you come on the Love show, it. and she's in the chat room. So give a shout out to Cindy. Hey, Cindy, how you doing? There we'll you talk go. Later on the yes. Message. And there then, uh, and then, we, and B Claudia is our biggest friend slash fan from Germany, who supports everybody we come on, and she's a big music aficionado, and she's in Germany. So say hi to B, and that way we're, we're in pretty good shape. Well, let's see. <laughs> Claudia, guten Abend. And I'm really happy that I like your music because I don't like to lie. 
And sometimes we have people on that I don't comment because I let Jimmy do it because I don't like rap. I'm not a rap fan at all by any means. I think it's stupid. Um, I like Frank Sinatra, Johnny Mantis, Bing Crosby. You know, the, the crooners, the people that sang Doris Day, Can really Peg, sing. Peggy Lee, people that knew how to hold a note to breathe when they sang. And I like your music. And I can't think of the title of your, my favorite song of yours. But Jimmy told me, which one is it that I love? You like all of them. No, no, no. There's one. I really love to see you tonight. Probably. That's the one. Anyway, so let's tell people who you are and real I'd quick. So we have a lot of people in the chat room. One thing is our, 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 our audience, uh, you know, our, our core audience is about 35 to like 70. So most of those people know who you are, but we do have some younger people who tune in. Let me just kind of like tell everybody a little bit about who you are. So you guys, this is John Ford Coley. He's the second half of England, Dan and John Ford Coley. They were like huge in the 80s. Still um, in my heart. Um, still huge now with some new music coming out for from John Ford Coley, which is fabulous. They had a whole bunch of top 10 hits, top 20 hits. They sold millions of records. Um, some of the songs you would know would be I'd Really Love to See You Tonight, Nights Are Forever Without You, We'll Never Have to Say Goodbye Again, Love is the Answer, It's Sad to Belong. Um, these are like staples. Like if you were like, oh, for me, that that's my high school you know, my high school graduation and my college, you know, like those are the, the songs that we were like making out with. It was music people. to fall in love by and yeah. lyrics that you remembered and a melody that haunted you. Today, it goes in one ear and out the other and you get all ecstatic. You know, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people, you know, just associate me with the music. That's great. And I love it. But I mean, Nobody ever talks about how brutally handsome I am. I mean, you know, that's like, <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. Or we can talk about that. Minute, or, or if you dropped your pants, how well, I've got fortunate pants on. you are! I've got pants on. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there, go all the way, my friend. <laughs> oh, they're talking about how they always listen to your music when they were roller skating. You know, when they do couple yeah. skates at the roller skating rinks. No, he, you know, there are that's, some people in music that survive time and these guys definitely their music survives time because if i hear their music right now it's just as fresh and as good as it was however many years ago and that well, shows true good music Should we really we really got blessed on all of that no, Again, you're talented. You know, I, I don't understand why some artists make it why some people don't there's because a lot of great songs that don't make it but it's just, we we just got blessed. I just tell everybody God just kind of reached down and kissed me, and that's yeah, that's good. That, that's all good and and wonderful. But how about talent? You know, well, you've got to work. I mean, I'll tell you a story on me with talent. Years ago, back when I played in a band back in Dallas called the Selfless FOB, they were going to let me and the bass player go. Now I'm going to college, so I'm not able to practice piano like I need to. I'm not progressing the way that they need me to progress. So they said, we're going to let you go. We'll give you a week to clean up your act. I went that morning to school and was kind of shaken by it. And as I'm driving in my head, as loud as I've ever heard anything in my life, I heard, I gave you the gift. What you do with the gift is up to you. But if you don't use the gift, I will take it away from you and give it to someone who will. Scared my socks off. Made me more serious about playing than anything. I was, And I got to the point where I wasn't practicing anymore. I was just playing because I love to play. And that, to me, was the key element to, to keeping everything fresh. When I come up here and I play, 
I don't sit in practice. I play Bach and Beethoven and any other song that I just want to play. It's not practice. It's just kind of fun. So I suspect you're a Christian. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer, yes. Uh, you know, I spend most of my time in the synagogues. People, most people think I'm Jewish. Right. So uh, it's, uh, even Jews think I'm Jewish because, again, I'm always in the synagogue. But, yeah, I have a very strong spiritual Because spirit. you know Jane Russell, the legendary movie star. Right. She was my best friend for years, like my okay. sister. And Jane was a Christian. And uh -huh. she would say the same thing that you said. Uh, she said the Lord's mistake was making her a star. But she had to do it because it was, he said to her, if you don't do it, I will give it to someone else. The same yeah. thing you said. And exactly. that reminded me of Jane. Uh, that's a good, good philosophy, you know, good thinking, because you certainly did do it in my book and in the millions of people. And I see what's behind you on the wall. I mean, those are not exactly little uh, pizzas, <laughs> you know. It's the only spot that. I could get into. No, I like it. It's no, good. it's good to have hey, that behind listen, it. Show it off, it baby. Is. You are. Hey, B. Claudia. B. Claudia from Germany told me that she thinks you're handsome. She's I writing in the channel, and music. she just tweeted, and she tweeted it out so the whole world knows that she thinks uh, you're very handsome. So you know, tell her, Danka. Yeah, Danka. John, so. John, we're yeah. not we're not allowed to play music anymore. But you're not. So that's why I'm sick over this, because I would love to play my favorite song of yours yeah. so people could hear it. But we're not allowed. They, they kicked it's us off. Let me explain it better well, than you that. you do it, Jimmy. I don't so know. Here's so the, here's the deal, because we live stream, and it's on YouTube, Twitch, all these different platforms. And um, I noticed that some people have been able to play music, but they're not as popular as we are. You know, So they don't have as many listeners. But like with us, YouTube we shuts over it. over five and a half million. Five right million. Now. Now, don't, don't, don't jump it no, up. No, I heard over five. Dean said more. No, it's five. Okay, anyway. Five million. Uh, we just made a billion streams, but here's the problem: is that the, the when you play the music now, if you actually played music, we could do it because that's okay. But if we actually played like a music video or your music and it streams onto YouTube, YouTube shuts us down because we don't have the rights for it. Whatever record label or whatever puts Even a claim. Even though it's your music, and they shut us down. Like we had John B on, and we played his new song, and we got shut down in the middle of the thing, and we all got disconnected because they shut it down. So we're little, not allowed little, to play little it. Little by little, communism is sneaking into our country. <laughs> in case you didn't notice. All of the burning of books and the you're not allowed to do this and Facebook won't allow you to say that. This is like communist Russia and it's happening. I think there was a mistake in the president they put in office because I'm starting to think that he should be against all this stuff and let people have freedom of speech and allow us to play your music that, that has nothing made. to do with them, though. It has to do with the record label. Not no, wanting I know to that. But if the president got involved with what people care about. Maybe people would care about him more. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Know. Not, not, ju not just <laughs> anyway, because we're not just doing how that. many billions of dollars he's got and how many mansions he's got. I love when they say white people stop being so stuck up and stop being so arrogant. And I tell them, go tell that to Biden. Well, he's I, got I tell you, it's kind of like. It's kinda like uh, a friend of mine, Chad Prather, um, he, he does some things on, on radio, and he's very outspoken. And they were giving him a fit about his southern accent. And it's kind of like his remark was, well, I grew up in Georgia and then got to Texas where a southern accent was the only option I had. You know, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. When I came out, I didn't get to pick anything. You know, I, I was born and go, here you go. So, 
I, all that stuff to me is just. I so think what's ridiculous. going on is ridiculous, and now they're affecting music because they want to put the lid on certain music, and we are losing. That our has nothing to do with us, though. No, no, but we're losing our freedom of choice. Okay, and I choose to put your music on today. It doesn't and, matter. And they have no right to tell me sure I can't do it. Sure they do, because they don't own it. He doesn't own it either he, when you're playing this. doesn't make stuff. any difference. It's his <laughs> well, music. He doesn't understand it. A lot of it I do own, so I can have the choice to do what I want to, especially the new music, because I've got new music out right now. Uh, and that there's things that I've written. There are things that I play. So somebody can't come up and go, you can't do that. It's like I, I was telling one of the stories on one of the one of the songs that I did. It was a song called uh, uh, Kind of Man. And I played that song one night at a songwriter in the round here in Nashville. After I played and, and the evening was over, this guy comes up. He was a mountain of a man. He was huge. And he said, that song, that Kind of Man song, did you write that? And I thought, boy, this is great. He remembered the song. And I said, yes, I did. And he said, well, if you ever play that song again, I'm going to hurt you. Oh, go away. Are you <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, well, you. remember, Sam Orber wrote that song, too. So, you know, just come after him first. That is That's so hilarious. Good. John. But it's like, you know, you get things shut down a lot. A lot of people. The yeah, I know. But what it is. John, listen. If we play your music, we don't make a nickel or a penny on it, okay? We use we want to play your music to thank you for coming on our show. Well, thank now, you. Now, I would have loved to have played your new music today to get it out there so people could hear it. It's only a thank you to you. It's pushing your song. We don't make a nickel, right? We're not making yeah. money here. It's thanking you for coming on. I mean, why should you come on our show and make our show popular when we can't do something for your music? This we is are my... doing something for his music. No, we're not, because nobody can hear it. But they're going to. We're going to tell them where to go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, years back, we had a guest. Oh, uh, no, we used I, to be and, able and to I do it. I would say to you, John, or Jimmy would say, now we're going to play your song, and five million people all over the world would hear it. Yeah. Okay? We're not bullshitting you about the five million either. So now we can't do that. And I'm frustrated. And I really think we should all get together, everyone out there listening, all 5 million of you, if you're full of shit or whatever. And I think we should write these people and tell them, MYOB, mind your own business. It is their business. We're not though. making, let Jimmy, if we were making money on his song, I could see them having a breakdown. What we can do is, see, this is, and this is what I've actually like learned. Like after I, after this show is not, like the show wasn't live, we could play your music. If we taped the show and then put it, we could play it because they would let you do it. Um, in that way, all and, and if this and if the show it is stupid, and if the show generated enough views, the money would go to whoever owns the rights to it. That's who would yep. get it. But because we're live, we can't. But let's don't waste time on that because we have more important things to no, talk that's about. That's a very important thing because I want this man It'll to never know happen. that I want to thank him for all the pleasure he's giving me listening to his music over the years. Well, you know, I played I it in my car, I sang to it, to it. I it sang to your stuff, I played to it. I mean, I, I, it made me happy. So you guys, first of all, go to johnfordcoley.com. This is his website. And he's got one very cool thing about his website is that you can listen to the songs and buy the albums right off of his website. And if you buy them off his website, you know that he's making the money from it. Um, so it's a really nice thing to do to, to actually buy the things off of his website. He's got a whole bunch of albums up there. One of them is the, his, his latest album, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, one of the ones, though, that I really liked a lot, uh, and I listened to a, a bunch of music. So I've been listening to 
Uh, I couldn't get your John Ford Coley uh, album to come up on Spotify when I was trying to listen to it. So I listened to England, Dan and John Ford Coley, but then I, on your website, you have a, you have England, uh, the very best of England, Dan and John Ford Coley, but you also have another playlist album. It's just the best of John Ford Coley of you singing all the songs. Right. And it is amazing. Like it is so good. And the fact that you have not lost your voice uh, is amazing to me that your voice is still because as clear and beautiful. He was not a screamer. He didn't scream and rip wreck his vocal cords. He sang. Difference. When you're a singer and you know how to, Peggy Lee used to say, the truth, Peggy Lee said this, if you sing without breathing correctly, you will ruin your vocals. And well, yeah, and the thing is, night after night, and then, you know, there's a lot of things too, smoking and, and uh, drinking really hard. But the thing is, is that if you keep it up and you're working it all the time, you're not going to have the kind of problems. I mean, I don't really jump up to where only dogs can hear anymore. When I sing exactly. No, no, your songs were very but, soft. The one yeah, I they, love they, is... They were soft. And I've, you, I've always kind beautiful of... Beautiful arrangement. Style. The arrangement of the song that I love, I never remember the goddamn title because I'm 80 and I remember shit anymore. But anyway, the song I love, I hear it. I'm hearing it right now in my head. And it was just so tingalingy and perfect and beautiful. Well, thank you. It's a good it. song. I wish we could play it. So it also said when I okay, first of all, you guys, so go to johnforcoley.com. His latest album is called Long Way Home, live in Israel in LA. Um, which is kind of kind of like actually cool. I've never seen that before. Uh, I listened to I listened to a bunch of the music on it. It's got um John Ford England Dan and John Ford Coley songs. It's got John Ford Coley songs. Uh it's a great mix. I think everybody will like it. It's live. Um tell us a little bit about the album. Well, actually, uh, we played in Israel, and my friend Bennett Zimmerman said, look, we're going to tape this thing and, and maybe do a live deal out of it from Israel. Are you okay with that? And I said, sure, why not? So then we played in Los Angeles, and he did the same thing. And he wanted to combine them together. I don't really like live albums myself. I mean, I, I, because, again, there's a lot of talking and things like that in it. But, I mean, it came out really, really well. I was very pleased with it. I got to play a bunch of songs that I, I had not played in a long time. Some guys said, well, would you play just the two of us? And I thought, I haven't played. I mean, Moses was a prophet the last time that I played that <laughs> song, you know? And so, and it's partly in French. So I just did what I could of it and said, okay, you've kind of heard it. And that's, that was it. Actually, the newest album that I've got out is a thing called Sketches, Volume 1. And I was I was at the house one day. I had a friend come over. I'd been reviewing music, and I, I said, "Tom, it's Tom Worth, the guy that ends up producing the records with me." And I said, "What do you think of this song?" And he said, "Gosh, man, that's a great song. What are you doing with that?" And I said, "Nothing. Same thing. You know, they're all in the drawer." And I said, "What about this song?" And he said, "What are you doing with these things?" So anyway, kind of came up with the idea. A lot of them were demos. We just cleaned them up put them out. It's called Sketches Volume 1. We're gonna That's also on the website. And three. We just got a brand new single called I Go Crazy that I'd written with a young lady by the name of Jenny Frankel. I mean, it, it's still fun. You know, most people think that when you're in the music industry and you're on the radio, once you're not being on the radio anymore, you're pretty much done. You're gone. That's not true. We're always working. We're always doing something. You know, it's like years ago, I had put a song in a film called um, uh, uh, Major League Three, Back to the Miners. Back to the Miners, yep. 
And so Mike Curb, who was the owner of Curb Records, we had one of his artists sing the song because, again, he's current. I'm not current. So you just you step aside. So I'm standing there talking with Mike. He doesn't know who I am, really. I don't know who he is, really. And then he said, well, are you still in music? And I thought, you know, hands down, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever been in my life. I said, yeah, I said, uh, it's kind of like being in the mob. You know, we take a blood oath. You've always got your fingers in it somewhere. And he's looking at me like, oh, God, how do I get out of here? Right. And um, I said, yeah, I wrote the song. And he went, oh, <laughs> that's it. You know, hilarious. so people think you're not doing anything, but you're constantly writing, coming up with ideas, doing something. So, uh, well, talking about audiences of years ago as opposed to today, today you go to a concert, you can't even hear the music because the people took over. The audience scream and yell, and they have no respect for the music. I was in Basin Street East with Peggy Lee, was singing. A few people started talking, and Peggy stopped singing. Yeah. And she looked at them, and she said, when you're done, I'll begin. Hmm. And the room, you could hear a pin drop. And they gave her that respect. See, I wish in they Nashville, would... we've got a lot of songwriter in the round events that go on. And so it's really frowned upon if you're talking. It's a listening room. People have come in to listen and they'll shush you. So, um, I, and, you know, I've, I've picked up lines over the last couple of years. If somebody's in that environment and they're a little bit loud, I'll just kind of start playing softer and go, guys, I'm playing as soft as I can. I'm trying not to interrupt your conversation, you know, so please. Forgive me. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Good because the young people today are rude. They don't understand well, how to be an audience. Well, people that are rude, too. I mean, you know. Oh, they're just... stupid. They're all potheads from 100 years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, they still think they're groovy and yeah. that hippies are in. You know, I have a few of those laying around. Well, you know, friend... I wondered about some of those people coming in with bell bottoms now. It's a, you know, yeah, you get a little worried with, with the coming wheelchairs and canes and bell bottoms. Yeah, but absolutely. no, we have we have a very good friend of ours who, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, of his music. Uh, if I can remember, his, I have no memory. The guy with the beard, Santa Claus, Leland. Oh, Leland Squire. Do you know Leland Squire? He's played on my songs, played on my records. Oh, he's a very good friend of ours. Love him to death. I'm his publicist. Yeah, he's a a good buddy of ours, and he don't take that shit. If he's he doesn't playing, take much anything from any anyone under any circumstance. He is cool. We love him. He's so damn outspoken. He he controls. He demands. When he works, he absolutely lets you know it's me up here, baby, not you. Yeah. And, and I love him anyway. He's he's. We have his book, and I have to push his book. The finger. Everybody, yeah. oh, everybody book. loves you. Everybody. Oh, why are you there? Yeah. We have to oh, wow. look for you now. Now we have yeah. to look for you in there. He's going to put us in the next. He said book. we can go be in the next one. Yeah. So, so that's good. That's funny. A lot of I'm a, I'm that. a publicist. Is how I support myself. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I work with uh, Leland Sklar, Kenny Aronoff, Scott Page, the saxophonist for Pink Floyd, yeah. um, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. Um, CC Peniston. I don't know. We work all, with like a lot of wonderful all people great musicians. That are so happy we know. So They're wonderful artists. They so really on, are. on your on your on your. So I googled you to find out different kinds of things. And on Google it says you were an actor. And then I saw that you were a performer in ten episodes of James at sixteen, which believe me was a huge show for me when I was a kid because I was about sixteen. Um, 
And uh, so did you act in anything else? I know your music's in a lot of things. I was in a thing with Jason Robards and the two uh, Corys, Corey Feldman. Oh, I was very good friends with Corey Haim. Okay, Corey Corey was a nice kid. It was a thing called Dream a Little Dream. Oh, great movie. Yeah, and and I played Susan Blakely's creepy boyfriend. Uh, I got to throw Corey down the stairs, Corey Feldman down oh the stairs. Oh, my gosh. I have to see that now. Yeah, I, was, I was in an America's Most Wanted, a thing called uh, Scenes from the Gold Mine. I mean, you know, I, I, I got about, about six or seven films that I was an actor in. That Dream a Little Dream was fun. a fun movie. Now, is that the, is that the Mama Cass song? No, it was the same. It was Mel Torme. He's the guy that sang it, but she kind of copied it off of Mel Right, Torme. right, right. I know, Mel, the Velvet Fog. Yeah. Mel Torme, The Velvet Fog. But I mean, it was, it was so much fun being an actor because it's entirely different. It's like I've got so many stories that, you know, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Backstage Pass. It's not about drugs, sex, and rock and roll. It's just about all the ridiculous and crazy things that went on, you know. So it, it, it was just telling stories on everyone. Now, oh, I love that. A lot. Of, we won't say names, but we've heard a lot of famous rockers. I've asked them. I said, "Is it true about the green room and what went on?" He said, "Absolutely." Those I, they had the, the best girls coming in those rooms and carrying on like banshees. You wouldn't believe it. I had a lady one day. I was at the synagogue, and she said, "John, this this film HBO thing on vinyl has come out now," and she said, "My goodness, they make that thing so." dirty and she said is it really that bad and i said i think they cleaned it up for the film (laughs) that's true actually tina wrote uh uh, tina wrote that uh, she thinks that you're going to be in burbank in august are you coming to burbank yeah with ambrosia and uh peter beckett if they don't cancel it right because of no we're going to open up i hope i hope the governor will open Mm -hmm. california i actually wrote that down i wrote down that you uh play with groups and artists like ambrosia lou graham three dog night christopher cross stephen bishop he was on our show poco al stewart edgar winners and others and uh all great great talents you know it's really it's a lot of fun now because the thing is is that you they take uh kind of like the dick clark caravan of stars theory yes. kind of concept and so i'll play with ambrosia and it'll, it'll have uh, they'll back everybody up or orleans and they'll have either al stewart like we said or peter beckett from player um gotten a couple of others. Uh, we're friends yeah, with ron moss stuff. we're from we're friends with ron moss ron, from player. Yeah. ron's a great guy he and his wife and um i mean it is it's so much fun but the only drawback is that you get up and you play two three or four songs depending on how much time they have right so about the time you really get started your time to go yeah but the good thing about it is that when i go up and i play now in those kinds of scenarios after i leave the stage i know that there's still food in the dressing room (laughs) (laughs) so i get to go back and eat yeah that part's nice i i think the next time i talk to scott page i'm going to suggest that your gang play at the dome in LA. Oh yeah, that's a great it's when a great it opens, place wisdom. We we go every time. I mean they have such great people performing there. Have you ever been to the dome? I have not. Oh my God, is it an experience? We lay in lounges looking at the ceiling with yeah. all beautiful, almost psychedelic prints what, going what on. What part of town is that in? It's downtown. It's the Wisdom. It's called the Wisdom. It's the Wisdom. It's in okay. downtown LA in the okay. factory district near the flower district. Okay. 
And yeah. it's wonderful. And Scott Page plays there and, uh, you know, parts of Pink Floyd. It's a, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. I would go nuts to lay there and listen to your music. I would be well, in heaven. Well, you know, all my music has kind of changed a little bit. It's all it's all flavored now after Lithuanian disco polkas with like a strong backbeat <laughs> on five and seven. It's, it's a little different, you know. I'm no, sure. but I, I would hope that you would play some of the standards. You know, it's really interesting because I've had people that they'll take their songs that were hits and they'll change them up because, again, you get you've played it so many times you want something different. I didn't. Everything is the same because my attitude is when you come to hear me play, you I want to hear those songs I want to hear you. You remember. Yeah. I want to hear you. Yeah. I don't want to so, hear a rendition of you. Right. No, I so, agree with you. you know, and I get the opportunity yeah. to play all the time. I'm always touring. So it's. I now have the, the distinct advantage of having too many songs and trying to figure out which ones I'm going to play. Before, well, you know, you didn't have enough. Now I've got far, far, far too many. Well, your new song is at the top of the website, everybody, when you click the music. So everybody can go to the website. Yeah. John Ford Coley official. No, is it? No, John Ford Sorry. His Instagram is John Ford Coley official, everybody. But you can hear the brand new song uh, by going, hitting the music tab and it will take it right at the top. Yeah, you're going to like it. His voice is really, really like. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it after the show. We have a lot of people who come on the show that we've that we love and they're they're classic and they're fabulous, just like you are. But like a lot of them, you know, can't quite. Uh, they're not quite as good now as they used to be. They let's have just say. to use the system. Yeah, but you, they go through the system when they sing. Your voice is really freaking like right. like I mean, I was very impressed. You just have to wear tighter pants, you know, when you get older. <laughs> that's all. No, even Barbara Streisand when she sings, she goes through the system as well because she can't hit those high C's like she used to. Those well, you know, a lot of people will take the keys down. Fortunately enough, I've only taken one or two songs down in key. Everything's in the original key that it was done in. Which is a I've, young voice. I've just I've just been blessed, you know. But again, I, I play a lot, so No, but your speaking voice is also still high pitched. You know, so you. you don't have a deep dark, you know, old like you don't sound old. You're not old. But I sound old. This is not my voice. <laughs> well, I used to sing. I used to have a nightclub act. I used to sing. Yeah. Now forget it. I mean, I yeah. sound like either. I sound B. like. B. Claudia is totally fangirl in here. <laughs> no, I, I, what, do I, what do I sound like? When she's I, a, I think she's like in her early 60s or late 50s, or early, I think she's in her early 60s. So, so she's know, just like, been, oh my I've gosh, you're fabulous. Germany. I've been, been to Germany. I never had the opportunity to play there, but uh, I studied German just a little bit when, when I first went to college. I love languages. So I'm, I'm always picking up on accents and stuff. And I'll go into a store and someone will be start, they'll start talking. And I listen for a second and I go, okay, you're from, you're Lithuanian, maybe, you know, maybe Belarus. And they go, how do you know that? And I go, I don't know, I just pick up on accents, you know. I, I'm so, pretty good at figuring out where people are from also. That's like hilarious, though, actually. And it's really, it's really kind of easy to pick them out when they come down here in Texas. We know exactly what they sound like, you know? Yeah. So when, you, when you're raised in New York, you have so many accents yeah, around you that you, you understand. I know I could pick out a uh, – I certainly can tell who's who from where. Yeah. yeah. 
So you guys, some of the other places that like, because I, I like all these comedies. Your music, I don't know why the music's in so many comedies. I wish he had um, an, uh, some kind of an instrument to play. But uh, Dickie could play some music. Dickie Roberts, former child star, he's got music in you guys. The Long Kiss and Good Night, which I think that's Gina Davis, right? right? Great movie. Do you play? You, do you have a, you're not know to play a guitar. Major right? League, Back to the Miners, Anchorman <laughs> Two, The Legend <laughs> Continues. Right? course he knows how to play guitar Just being smart ass. actually he's a classically claimed so you know how to play the guitar right classically trained pianist so why don't guitar, you and guitar and play me a little something we're allowed <laughs> to do I that because i haven't been singing much recently you don't have to sing just play the guitar yeah. <laughs> just give us a little bit of the, my favorite song so people will know what i'm talking really okay, about i don't play those that. songs i play the uh piano he's played the notes oh, he plays the piano Piano on those. He can play the notes. Just play the notes. Oh, there we go. We made them nice and big so everybody can see us. That's good, Rebel. So you remember. Do the chorus. Do the chorus. That's <laughs> our forever without you. Oh my God, that's so good. And then also, you remember. That wasn't you, though. That wasn't me. Hey, that's okay, man. I made it my own, you know? I, like, love that. I think that's so freaking cool. No, you still got it, kiddo. You still got it. I want to hear the new song, really. Uh, play it on my thing later. Okay, we'll play it. Before, while, 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 while I cook, I like to listen to music. We can play it on. So while I cook, we'll listen to you. I like okay. love it. So, so do you have a, uh, like, I'm sure, like, every fan has their own favorite, like, song. But is there, like, a song that you think, like, which one do you, do you have one that you like to perform the most? That I perform the most? I really enjoy playing newer things because, again, it's, it's always right. a chance when you're doing it. I love playing um, all of the songs that Dan and I made popular because, again, there's always someone out there that hasn't heard it. And the reason why I like playing those songs is because they're never like the record. They're different every night. You'll forget a lyric. You're thinking about the hole in your sock you know, or, or what you're going to eat afterwards. You get distracted. I think probably most of the time when I'm playing, I tell more stories and jokes now than anything else, you know, because life's just kind of funny. And in my attitude is, look, anybody can play. We, we, they can all play, but they don't have personality. So if you can tell jokes, if you can make people kind of feel like they're part of the entire process, you know, and uh, I, I just I just love. Actually, that's what we, it, it's called. Putting on a show is what it's. Called. Yeah, it really awesome. is. It it's really also is. one reason why our show is popular. If you notice, like we include everybody in the chat room. We talk to them. We let them ask questions and and, and make everybody be a part of and, it. And we don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. If we like you, we like you. If we don't like you, forget it. You're well, you know, that, you know, you mentioned that earlier, and I thought that was a really pertinent point because I've always been, again, you hear songs you don't <clears> like, you hear things that you do like. And my attitude has always been, if you like it, you're right. 
If you don't like it, you're right. It's a value judgment. Right. I was I was raised with if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. And that's what I do. If a group, if somebody comes on that I really hate their music, I smile and I try to get away from the music. But you and, don't have that many of them. No, but I get personal with them. Finally, I have to have a girlfriend. You know, I do that shit. But um, when when I when you were coming on, I first said to Jimmy the name. I can't because you know I'm eighty. I forget things. I don't even remember my name sometimes. People will say, you know, I, I'm introduced. I say, darling, nice to know you. They'll say, well, what's your name? And I say, uh, Ron Russell. Oh, my. You have made such a fan in B Claudia. She's like, now I'm on his website and I joined his email list and I got a free download. <laughs> she, is just like, she is just, hey, everybody. She is just fan. She's just like, oh, my God. She's like so excited. She's the coolest lady, too, ever, she by the way. She started the beautiful. Ron Russell Jimmy Star fan Yeah, she club. started a fan club for in us. Germany. In we Germany. We have a fan club in oh, Germany. Wow. Great. Fun. So one thing, too, I was researching, uh, and I didn't know that um, I didn't know that Dan was really a Seals from Seals and Croft. His brother was Seals and Croft. What a, I mean, it's it's almost like. What a musical. I mean, all you guys have like all this like great talent and it's all like so intermixed, you know, like at, at a young age, you guys were all very successful. Um, and I just didn't know that, which I found it very in incredibly interesting because I love Seals and Crofts, too. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of Steely Dan? I thought Steely Dan was very progressive. You know, they, they had jazz elements. I'm a very eclectic player. I, I don't consider myself a singer. I consider myself more of a musician. And so when I listen to music, if it's, it, it, it's like one night I was playing a, uh, a songwriter in the round here in Nashville. The guy that would sing after me thought that he was hot stuff. He had written one song and it was boom, chink, chink, boom, chink, chink. <laughs> and every song that he played that night was boom, chink, chink. It was, it was the same thing. And at one point I just kind of got ticked. And I started playing jazz when it came up to my time. You know, I thought they'd probably think I'm a real smart aleck, but it's like, don't sit here and tell me you can go boom, chink, chink, and call boom, yourself boom, a musician. Boom, boom. It doesn't work that way. You know, play. Yeah. Play it. Right? It's like here in Nashville, it's really great because you, I, I talk to a lot of young girls and I say, if you want to have real respect in this industry, don't just be a singer. Learn how to play an instrument because then you can accompany yourself when you go up and you play. And your your level of respect will go up exponentially because people will start taking you seriously. Absolutely. I have a story for you with that then. And I can't mention who it is because I don't want to get sued. But I worked with someone of, of a, a very well-known uh, entertainment family with the last name begins with J and there's like 20 of them. And, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> and they had a song, you know, who it, I and, could, uh, I could say no, name. you can't, no, you really can't. Why, why not? No, because I don't want to get in trouble for real. No, don't say a word. Anyway, well, they were a member. Uh, we can say the family. Cause you don't know which one is a member of the Jackson family. They wrote a song right. and literally they had a song that only used three words in it. And there was eight writers on it. And I was like, Eight you have to be freaking kidding me that there's words. eight writers on a song that only says three things. That's all it says, the entire thing. The whole song <laughs> is just like, I love you, I love you, I love yeah, you, I love you, I love you. And then I was just like, song. you have to be like freaking kidding me. Yeah. And <laughs> the song, of course, bombed. And the singer was very upset with everybody and couldn't uh, understand why. It was why not nice. The song didn't make it. And I wanted to say, well, in one word, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, and one thing I think people are going to like your I think people will like your new music I think they're going to like the way you 
do your solo versions of, of all the hit songs. I also saw some covers. Uh, like, uh, I forgot the name of the song and who you sing it with, but there's a cover on the, the best of John Forcoli one with um, somebody. It's a huge song. I just forgot what it was, but oh, I listened to it. Dan Fogelberg because I don't do covers hardly. And uh, uh, it was uh, leader of the band. But Dan yes. Fogelberg or Lumber. Yep. I mean, yes. I, I happen. I loved uh, people like Fogelberg and, and Joni Mitchell because, again, their lyrics were so so deep, you know. And it wasn't just grabbing grabbing rhyming words. You could tell that there was a real thought that went into it. And when I write by myself, it will take me forever because I do like to go deep. And, I, and most of the time, I'll try to write with other people because it'll get over quicker. No, but, but I've got songs on the eclectic record that I started in 97 and did not finish until 2012. It would take that long to get the lyric content and what I wanted to say and how I wanted to express it. John, your, your lyric had meaning. What did you think of, and I wonder if you know who he is, Country Joe and the Fish? I loved, I played with the fish. I didn't play you with did. Country Joe. Yeah, oh, okay. they, there was a place called the Golden Beer in uh, Huntington Beach. We played back there in the late seven, or the early 70s. And yeah, they came up and, you know. You're uh, like that second I person I, only. I, I think he actually was one of the ones that got away. What do we find? I don't give a damn. Yeah. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. This is like blazing saddles. You know, we're, we're kind of breaking some barriers here. But they were, they, he was an interesting singer. Back in my day, he was kind of like everybody would say, who? And I'd say, listen, and then say, who? I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was sort of a different sound. Yeah, we were getting away from, so from the hard many, rock. There were so many great musicians yes. and artists at that time, because and everything was fresh and new. Yes. So they were trying things that had not been tried before. Yes. They and just that's opened what made doors it. everywhere. Today, they all sound alike. I'm sorry. Well, but they when I hear females to base it off of. No, female women. No. The females all sound alike. He doesn't. Like, he calls them yodelers. I like them, but he doesn't like them. But they, like, do they, you listen to? Wait, you know what it is? They're all trying to be like the one that died. What was her name? The black girl that died. The good voice. Oh, Whitney Houston. Whitney. They all try yeah. to imitate Whitney Houston. Or Patty LaBelle. Now forget it. What do you think of Patty LaBelle? That's his favorite. Patty LaBelle. She's I'm my a, favorite. I met Patty years ago at a fundraiser oh. in uh, Philadelphia. She was just so sweet and so kind. But the thing is, is that by and large now, it used to be about the song. It was the song. It wasn't the artist so much as it was the song. Right. Now, now it's, it's the, the artist. Yeah. You know, and who who all can you know. Read the phone book. It's like, who can, I can't sing that. You know, if you like it, great. Listen to it. I just. So who are, are there any modern day people that are out right now produce, making music that you actually like, like, or listen to? You know, I've pretty much stayed in, in like you into the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. I mean, I run across people all the time on YouTube that surprise me that they're, yeah, me too. they're five years old, like, you know, Jason Isbell or, or, you know, uh, these kids, uh, gosh, what's her name? T uh, Tuttle. I, I just like to listen to, to different people. But uh, there's no there's no one that's really captured my imagination in the last couple of years. It's just fighting no, no. banal and yeah. okay. I agree. Now, don't forget, I've been listening to music since seven years old, and that was 1947. 
So the Andrews sisters and those people were the people I heard singing. Then we went into the 1950s and I became a Motown freak. Mary Wells was my dream. I loved Mary Wells. Then from the 50s, I went to the 60s, and the 60s was the Beatles and all that stuff. Then the 70s was you guys and all your music, and then the 80s. So I am really a historian about different decades of music. Unfortunately, no comment about what's going on today. Well, you know, it's very interesting for me because I, I have styles that I like. Of course, we all do. And one day I was sitting down and I thought, I wonder, because we were coming up behind these other people, I wonder what people like Frank Sinatra thought of our music. Yes, you know, uh, I could tell what you. What I think about the next generation, you know? I could tell you. Frank Sinatra would like your music, and I'm sure he sang, he hummed to it. Frank Sinatra would not be a party to what's going on today. Because Frank Sinatra was a singer that used an open mic, a clean mic. Mm. Frank would never go through the system as all these people do today. They really don't have voices. They go through a system, as you know. And that clarifies, cleans up and digitalizes all the mistakes and makes them sound like pure perfect people. Hang on one second, because we've got three minutes and I want to make sure we get oh, some stuff go, in go, here. Go, go so, all right, go. you guys, so listen up. This is John Ford Coley. His website is johnfordcoley.com. All his albums are on there. Um, I was wrong. Long Way Home is not the newest one. The newest one is called Sketches. Sketches, Sketches Volume One. one. Yeah. It's got great music. Um, also, you you want to if you want to spend some money, spend some money and get the very best of John Forcoli. Like also because like that's I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like I I was like in love with it. It was so freaking awesome. Um, get all his music. Um, it's got everything you would need to know up there. I I think you should put a bio on your like website. That's the only thing you don't have on your website. Um, Is that, yeah, I do need to put that up. You need to put a bio up because I had to get the bio off of Wikipedia. So you should put a bio on your website because um, you have so many great accomplishments. And I think a lot of younger new people that are going to find out about you from this show. And so it'd just be cool to have one on there. But the music is fabulous. You can follow him on Instagram. He's John Ford Coley Official. Um, do you have other tour dates coming up that if things don't get canceled? Is there a place that, is that on your website? Yeah, if they'll quit terrorizing and terrifying people, we'll all be out playing again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I just had one canceled. I was supposed to be in uh, Detroit Friday or, or Ann Arbor. So I'm not picking up again until June. Okay, we're going to maybe you know, we'll come see you when you're in. I definitely. And I want to close with this. Lauren Bacall, yeah. Country Bogart's wife, said to me, Ron, a movie is only old after you've seen it. John, I want to say to you, Music is only old after you've heard it. Yeah. Also, so you guys can keep it going. Oh, yeah. It's great. You know, if it's good, it lasts forever. Uh, we're still humming stuff. I mean, look at Bye Bye, ba ba Bye, Bye Blackbird. That was written yeah. back in 29, uh, something yeah. like that. And it's still, you know, good goes forever. Crap falls to the wayside. Now, I'll tell you something funny, because that song came uh, most recently out of uh, Public Enemies. With Johnny Depp, remember that? that yeah, yes, yes. there was a guy in there. You, you're only going to hear this from me. I've got a very long history in this country. There was a man by the name of Homer Van Meter, that was John Dillinger's and Babyface Nelson's right hand man. And wow. I, in the film, he's killed because this is a film about Dillinger. Right. He's killed in Little Bohemia. 
he was there, but he wasn't killed there. He was he was ambushed by the police in St. Paul, Minnesota. That was my cousin. Oh, so he was uh, Homer Van Meter. Anybody with the name Van Meter is my is my relative. So then you oh, that's cool. Your background is Dutch. Well, mostly Irish, Dutch, French. Euro oh, okay. my, ex, my ex-wife was Dutch. Well, have you come back? Because everybody like loved it, and we're yep. having it. Because I'm sorry, we're out of time. But okay. I do want to before we before we go, uh, I want to say everybody, please check out johnforcoley.com. And again, we want to thank Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Music. Actually, Cindy Diadamo from Lady Lake Music for setting this whole thing up. We love you. Con- thank you so much for all it's you've been a great to the pleasure, world. my friend. And again. Thanks. We look forward to meeting you Thanks when you come to California. That's good. You made, made my head so happy. Thank you for your music. Thank you very much. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for tuning Bye-bye. in, everybody. Take Thanks, care. everybody stay in the safe, chat room. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on WCY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh,